we just had Tony Asaro. Um, if you've followed the character combine, um, basically since the beginning, you're probably pretty familiar with Tony. Um, he's also he was also working for the River Cats for the number a number of years as the community relations director. Um, and he still does a ton of stuff with like Positive Coaching Alliance and all of that. So um, we had him on today and it was great as, as always. We expected yeah. nothing less from Tony. Yeah, well, and it's the conversation just kept going. I look up and I'm like, oh man, it's been an hour. Holy cow. You know, like it's, we, yeah. could, we could have talked to him for, you know, forever. And he, he, it's funny, he reminds, well, and it's funny, before we started recording, um, Tony asked me, he's like, okay, well, what, you know, hi, Deb, what's your background? What do you do? And I mentioned that I coached for Sheldon Softball and he's like, oh, Mary Jo, you know, and, and you know, anytime that I say Sheldon Softball, most coaches, everyone, right. Well, let's, who are we kidding? Not most, all of them. They all know Mary Jo. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, but um, it's funny because he, um, he brings the same type of um, motivation and inspiration as Mary Jo does. He reminded me of her a lot. So oh, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was really great listening to him and all the things he had to say. And there was something that really stuck with me. Um, I'll just give it a, like a spoiler alert. He's talking about how when you have a negative, what is negative thought, positivity out of your mouth or how did he phrase it? So he was, um, so he was, uh, referring oh. to something that oh, Kevin now. Bracey Kev uh, okay, okay. says in his, some yes. of his talks. And it's when the, when your mind goes negative, negative, your mouth goes positive. Yeah. So, you know, not to give, like I said, not to give, well, right. we're just going to, we're spoiling, I guess. Spoiler alert. You know, you, cause you can't, you, when you, when you're speaking those positive things to yourself, that mm -hmm. positive self-talk, it gives no room for your mind to think the negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important for us to be able to do that. And not in a, Kevin is always talking about in those presentations that he does. It's right. not, it's not a, like a bragging that right. you're doing. It's more, no, you're reaffirming yourself so yeah. that that negativity goes away. So, uh, Tony was mentioning that and how he uses that in some of the things that he does when he talks to youth, youth teams and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, thought that was cool. it was very cool. Yeah, no, a lot, Tony has a lot of, he's got a lot of experience, um, just within, with sports in general, right. um, not just baseball, although baseball is his, his passion. Um, he's got a lot of years of experience and um, is just really passionate about teaching character and um, not just on the field, but off the field. So that's why he's just a perfect right. fit for what we yeah. do here at Character Combine. So um, yeah, so I definitely recommend listening to this. And, and like I said, I feel like most people are, are familiar with Tony, but yeah. uh, if not, this is a, really a good snapshot of who Tony is and what yeah. he believes in and, and what he speaks on when he yeah. goes out and does presentations. Yeah, lots of great things, lots of wisdom from what he says. So yep. have fun. All right, see ya. Bye.
get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is a longtime friend of the Character Combine, um, is a, a longtime uh, motivational speaker and member of the Sacramento community. It is Tony Asaro. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm doing very well. Yeah. You have you were you with the Combine since the very beginning? Actually, um, J- uh, Jason came to me one day and um, Angie, uh, who was a common friend, uh, said, before you put this combine on, go over and talk to Tony Asaro. Uh, oh. I was with the River Cats at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was the first time I ever met Jason and ever uh, saw the combine. Got it. Uh, so that was at San Juan High School. And I think that was the oh. very, very first year that they did it. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it's always fun to run into to guys like yourself or yeah. Casey's been with the Combine since the very beginning. Very so beginning, yeah. it's always fun hearing that because you guys, I mean, I, I've been with them for quite a while, but yes. you guys from, you guys saw it was what, a few hundred to now what it, what it was when it last, they last did it was a couple. You know, saw, saw it evolve and grow and yeah. just be an incredible uh, resource uh, yeah. for players, coaches, the community. Yeah. It's, it's fun for sure. Um, so we always start our, our guests off with some warm-up questions warm up question that, time. that Deb puts together. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the one that everybody always fears, but yes, they're I, fun. They are fun. And yeah. I am adding the life song question, too. Okay. I'll, let, I, I th- I'll I, explain it to you. Tony. I have faith sure. that Tony's going to have an answer for that one because okay. the last few guests have not had answers. So. Yeah. We, I've stumped <laughs> people on, on one of the warm-up questions. We'll sure. save that one for last. Okay, you have three questions. The first one is, if you had one extra hour of free time a day, how would you use it? I'd spend it with my family. I mean, uh, my uh, wife and children, uh, my grandchildren. Um, I think family is the most important thing in your life. And yesterday, which was Sunday, I don't know when this will come out, but it was Sunday for me, was family day. And you just, at the end, you just think, whoa, um, I just want to hug them and love them and kiss them. You know, because you never, you, you, the next day is not promised. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So family. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great answer. Good, good answer. I like it. Question number two. If you had to choose one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what, what would it be? Wow. Just one. one thing to eat, like either a meal or a, you know, whatever, but one food top type to eat for the rest of your life. Steak. Boom. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. You can't go wrong with that. He's like, duh. Yeah. He looked at us like, of course, steak. Well, how do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare. Oh, me too. Okay. okay. There you go. Very cool. I know some people who like it rare. Like, okay. Like, no, I don't know. But they like but sushi too, do. right? Don't they? I probably, yeah. I would yeah. Hope so, right? Yeah. It yeah, kind of makes I love, sense. Yes, makes sense. I love sushi. I've heard uh, some people like that before where yeah, the like person who's rare. barbecuing, mm. they'll say that. It's like, Really? You know, it makes them a little bit nervous because if something goes bad that night for yeah. that person, then it's going to come back on the chef. Right. So I'd be a little nervous too. Have them sign a release form. <laughs> that's your, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If, yeah, if anybody wants their steak rare, yes. sign this first. Yeah. Only, so, only in America. Yeah. Right? Only in California. Too, <laughs> only in California. Right? Yeah. All right. So if you're barbecuing, you need to make some liability forms. That's right. <laughs> right. Number three. Number three. Um, so this is a question I've kind of added to everyone's um, warm up question now because we've stumped a couple of people on it. If you could pick one song that kind of describes your life as a whole, um, what song would it be? Like, what would be your life song? My life song would be uh, actually, I've thought about this a lot. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, but I have this disease, you know, where I forget names of things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of people have that, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> um, I, I think my life song would be uh, 
the song that my wife and I played at our at our wedding. Oh, nice. Uh, which was by uh, Paul Stuckey. Uh, it's called. Uh, oh, your wife's not gonna listen to this, no, right? No, she's okay. Good. <laughs> she, she won't listen to this. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. Um, What's the name of it? Is it his song or uh, it's, uh, well. I'm looking it up on YouTube. Yeah, look it yeah. up there on YouTube. Well, while Deb's doing that, you know, I as she was at, I'm like, like Deb said, this has gotten the last two guests. And they're like, man, I don't know. That's a tough question. And then as soon as she was asking the question, there I thought. There is love? There is love. There, oh. Excuse me. There, there is That's, love. It, it's, a, it's a song that probably most people today wouldn't be aware of. Uh, and they wouldn't know that Paul Stuckey was, um, Peter Paul and Mary. Mm. Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, that's what it says. Up Peter there. Paul and yeah. Mary. Uh, oh wow! But it is love, and if you just look at the lyrics to that song, uh-huh. um, you understand how oh. it's about something greater than yourself. Uh, oh. The the marriage of two people. Wow! So that nice. I think that would be my song. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good. That's the first time someone's had an answer. Yeah, Congratulations. Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, let me get back to well, you. Well, I knew I all know. the stuff. I knew yeah. Stooky and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. See, good. I was thinking that you, it might have been uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Uh, no, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good song. Yeah, I like that song. Too. Yeah, but well yeah. done. That's that's gotten everybody, so now yeah. we have a batting average. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. survived. So um, something that we like to start off with, the first question we like to ask every guest is we like to kind of get an idea of what your athletic background was mm. and then also your, your coaching background. So um, why don't you take us take us back sure. a little ways and, and explain that to us. Sure. My, you know, from day one, I loved playing ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom would sit with me uh, in the living room and she would roll a ball to me as I was sitting up and I'd roll it back to her and I would just do that for hours. Mm. And uh, so I always liked playing ball. And I played pretty much every sport that you can imagine. My sport, though, uh, that I excelled in was baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played football and basketball and um, water polo and, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of different yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, I just love sports mm-hmm. in general. Um, and in high school, I, I, I lettered in baseball. Mm-hmm. And back in that day, which you may not be aware, is that in order to get a letter, a varsity letter, uh, or a junior varsity letter, uh, you needed to have so many innings played. Mm. Isn't oh, that okay. interesting? That yeah. is interesting. That is interesting. Or how many quarters <laughs> you played in basketball mm. or how, or football right. or whatever it happened to be. Um, and so that's that was a goal of mine. I wanted yeah. to do that. I played up to college, and okay. um, and then you know, and then after that, I just kind of ran out of talent. Uh, but I continued to coach. Okay. And so straight out of high school, uh, I was coaching youth sports mm-hmm. um, and then uh, started to coach high school sports in 1972. Okay. Very so nice. I've been coaching for 47 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was this all done all done here locally in Sacramento? Yes. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Where did you coach? La Sierra High School, which oh, yeah. closed in 1983. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but then you know moved with the coaching staff to other schools del campo rio you know and so forth okay very nice wow. Do, um so when did you coach up until 
Are you still coaching right now? Um, actually, last year I coached my grandsons in Aww. a little league. I, oh, I nice. got kind of conned into that. I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't necessarily want to do that, yeah. uh, but uh, they wanted uh, Grandpa to maybe keep the character image going with yeah. the cool. little league team. Aww. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. That's yeah, because right now you're wearing a baseball hat, yeah. baseball shirt, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of tough when they say, "Hey, yeah. you know who loves baseball?" Like, <laughs> Grandpa. It's, it's, yeah, it's my <laughs> sport. Coach. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. definitely my sport. And uh, I did coach softball. My my daughters and uh, both daughters in uh, softball, and um, I coached in football. Was a part of the staff for that. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm, with Very La Sierra cool. Del Campo and Rio. Interesting. I didn't know that. I just, I kind of just assumed mm-hmm. that it was just baseball the whole time. So yeah. I didn't realize you coached those other sports as well. Wow. Well, I think the life lessons that you learn right. are mm-hmm. the same lessons. Right. Um, I really love softball. As a matter of fact, I mm-hmm. played. I had my own team uh, for about 12, 13 years. Uh, oh. In out in Roseville. Okay. Um, until our pitchers uh, couldn't pitch anymore and. And uh, you, you don't find a lot of men who know how to fast right. pitch. Right, yeah. right. Uh-huh. But we did that and won some championships. And, Very cool. Um, but it was never really about winning the T-shirt. Or right, yeah. right. It was the camaraderie of the friends. As yeah. a matter of fact, there's there's interesting side story. Uh, my brother, who's 14 years younger than I am, was on that team. Oh. So we got to play together, which was really cool. And a lot of the guys that I coached got yeah. to play on that team. Oh, cool. Well, my brother um, <laughs> is in. Went to Boston just recently with his fiance and uh, Chicago right. to watch uh, a game at uh, Fenway and Wrigley. Yeah. And he showed me a picture of his ankle, and he had evidently just uh, tore up his calf. Oh no! Playing softball. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. We have this uh, affinity to think that we are 20, 25, 30 <laughs> sure. years old that we sure. can still do those things yeah. and our body doesn't necessarily uh, respond the same. Your way. body puts you in check quick. <laughs> exactly. With right. one exception and that and that would be Guy Anderson who still plays yeah. three or four days a week. I've heard that. Wow. Yeah. Joe Davids when he was in here he was mentioning that. And it's wow. like he's just got a, he's in his 80s a it's different pretty, kind of motor. Yeah. That's called being that a freak of nature. That is pretty amazing. Much. Yes, that is amazing <laughs> yeah. to me. It's yeah, like that's a, very impressive. Like and he coaches here at Capital. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Coach here at Capital and coach for wow. a number of years yeah. at Cordova. Cordova. When I was when I was in high school, we uh, played against him a couple of times. Yes. And yeah, I remember well, seeing him out there. When I was in high school back in the 60s, mm-hmm. he was coaching JV at Cordova. Really? Yeah. Man, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he doesn't look. 80 at all. No, <laughs> he does at not all. act that way. Not at all. No, no, no. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah. Wow. Um, what man, position cool. did you play in baseball? Second base. Second uh, base. Nice. Softball, I played third. Okay. Uh, because nobody else had the guts to play third, and oh, then yeah. they stuck me out in right field because they That's didn't me. think I was uh, could handle the third base thing after a while. Even though I own the team, you know, it didn't make any oh. difference. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, yeah. uh, I'll play wherever. I was never a pitcher. I was never a catcher. Okay. Okay. Very Did cool. you have a who was your who's your favorite ball player growing up? Willie Mays. Willie Mays, yeah, mm. that's a good choice. All time. Yeah. Very cool. Did you did you I'm I'm assuming you read his book? Oh yeah. The yeah. size of it scared me, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw how thick that book was and I'm like, "Oh my." Couldn't put it down. Okay. I mean, some of the stories that he talks about in there. Oh, I'm sure it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun going to a Giants game when they, you know, when they have Honor him out him. there. It's very cool. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it never gets old seeing Willie Mays yeah. out there. Um, very humble. Do you have yeah. a favorite player, a guy right now that's currently playing? Uh, I would say uh, the guy I look to is um, uh, Trout uh, for the Los Angeles 
Angels or California yeah. Angels or whatever they yeah. are it's now. It's still weird saying it. Los Angeles Angels. Yeah. Throws me still. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Mike Trout is one of those rare individuals that transcends the game. Yeah. I think Mike, Mike Trout would have been good at any era. Yeah, I think so. He's built like it. Mm-hmm. He's from any era. Yeah, he's incredible. I love Mike Trout. I have a man crush on Mike Trout. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> he's not about money. You know, he's, right. a, he, he's it's there. He made a lot of money, but yeah, it's yes. not, yeah. It's but he could have gone to a different team for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I remember something that I heard, um, I think it was Buster Olney was talking about once he signed his, his uh, recent Big deal. deal mm-hmm. He was saying that something they were talking about in the Angels organization was that he would pretty consistently ask for phone numbers of guys in the lower minor league levels. Just to get, if they had a great game, he'd give them a call, and it's like that's such a, a great thing to do. Not only because you're, you know, inspiring these younger players that are trying to make it up, but eventually those same guys will be playing by your side. So if you're investing in them at that point, it's going to pay off for you too. So it's kind of a, you know, this really cool balance. And I had no idea until you know some of those stories came out when he when, when he, he signed when he warms up. Right. He warms up with kids in the stands. Right. He Signs throws a the ball autographs. into the stands. They throw it back to him. I, yeah. I mean, he gets it. Yeah. That's not a PR thing. Yeah. No, that's who he is. Yeah. Well, in fact, he got not in trouble or some criticism <laughs> uh-huh. for not just like I'm just not interested in doing the PR stuff. Yeah. They're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because well. they're like, why isn't he bigger? It's like, well, he doesn't like doing this stuff. Like, what, what can you do? Yeah. You know, but he's so talented. It's like, you know, people will, will get to know his name. But I kind of had a feeling that was gonna be your answer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted to ask it anyways. <laughs> so. Well, so you told us about you know one of your favorite players, but growing up, was there um, a coach or a teacher or a person in your life that um, had you know an impact on you and in what you do now um, and throughout your life? In the sixth grade, um, actually in the fifth grade, we moved up here from San Mateo, mm. and I had a lot of friends and a lot of connections down there as a eight nine year old and came up here to Sacramento and I didn't know anybody. Uh, in the sixth grade, which was very, very depressing, it, there was a whole lot of issues that mm. you can imagine with a young person uh, dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sixth grade, I went to Orange Grove Elementary School, which is now, a, a, it's been closed down. Most mm. of the schools I wow. went to have been <laughs> closed down. Yeah. I go there and then they just shut them down. Oh, that was, <laughs> uh, but like nothing you curse to them. Do. Yeah. <laughs> My sixth grade teacher was a man by the name of Dean Neely. And he had just started teaching. He had graduated from Chico State. And his house was right next door to the school. Uh-huh. Mr. Neely came to me. I was very, very shy. And like I said, I didn't know very many people and so forth. And Mr. Neely came to me. Uh, after one of the lunches and said, Tony, we're having a talent show and I want you to be in it. I said, Mr. Neely, I don't, I don't have any talent. He says, oh, come on now. I want you to be the master of ceremonies. I go, no, that, there's no way. I couldn't do that. He says, Tony, I've seen you out there uh, with some of the kids uh, doing impressions of uh, Ed Sullivan and John Wayne and so forth. You could do this and I'm gonna help you do this. Mm. So he, he did and I did. And it was extremely successful, and I gained a tremendous amount of self-confidence from that. Uh, made a lot of friends, and immediately afterwards, he said, uh, "Tony, we're going to enter you in a rotary speaking contest." Wow. I go, "Mr. Neely, can't. Oh, no, <laughs> Mr. Weber, who's your next-door neighbor, uh, and I are going to help you with it." In my lifetime, Deb, I've won two trophies. They're both five and a half inches tall. I still have both of those trophies. One of them was for winning that speech contest, 
and the other one was uh, for our uh, major little league team uh, winning the championship. Wow. I have, we have five children. Yeah. Our garage is filled with trophies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we just signed up for, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, and so I think Mr. Neely uh, truly, truly changed my life. And I was given a gift when I was with the Rivercats as the community relations uh, director, uh, vice president with the Rivercats, uh, late in Mr. Neely's life. He was um, dealing with cancer uh, close to you know, his, his end. And I got a chance to bring him to a River Cats game and to tell him how much he made a difference in my life. And uh, here was a man who took care. He was a principal later on, an administrator and so forth. He took care of people his entire life. And he did not like having others take care of him. Mm. But uh, that was a special, special moment between him and I. Because if he did that for me, think of the thousands and thousands of students that he touched wow. who made a difference. Wow. So I would say he was the most influential teacher, coach, right. person right. in my life. Wow. And for speech nonetheless, right? That's yeah, like, which ended up wow. being what I yeah. do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How right. crazy it, is that? The dots kind of connect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember, I think it was maybe I want to say 2010, at the mm -hmm. 2010 Character Combine, uh, we gave out a book by Donnie Burleson oh, called yes. One in a Million. Yeah. That's a perfect example of that because, right. you know, this teacher reached out to a student and then that student, you know, it changed the direction of their life or it had such a positive impact on their life. Then now you've gone on to be a speaker. So right. you've spoken to hundreds, thousands of people. Right. And so yeah, that whole, you know, One in a Million thing is really cool because it really plays out perfectly there. And like you said, you were just one student that he reached out to. Of there thousands to, and thousands of others. Right, and they're probably doing the same thing, doing great things. And and they didn't get that chance to be able to thank him. Mm, uh, right. Mm. But he needed to hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's um, awesome. That mm. almost made me tear up. <laughs> yeah, moving no, on, next yeah, topic. Yeah, next one. No, 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 <laughs> I, I saw those tears. Yeah. <laughs> so... So you mentioned you you spent some time with the Rivercats mm -hmm. as a community um, relations 13, director. 13 years. 13 years. That's funny because I, I do remember when I was at Pastor Middle School. Mm -hmm. um, Came out and did a AAA assembly for you? Uh, no, it wasn't It wasn't an assembly. It was actually at a classroom. I think it was my math class. All right. um, was, I think Mike Statham. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know you know him? Mike I, I played him football at Del Campo. Uh, his... Yeah. Oh, see, I had no idea. I just oh, was, yeah. hey, this guy from the Rivercats came in to speak to our class. <laughs> didn't know you at the time, didn't know character comment at the time, but um, yeah. Great I, kid. It was, it was my uh, wow. my math class, Yeah. and he, you just came in and, and spoke, and I think you gave out some tickets, so it was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but so, you know, that's kind of how I first got to know you, is when you were with the wow. Rivercats and all of that. Um, but again, with the community side of that, that's mm -hmm. what you, the community relations. Mm -hmm. How important is using sports as a way to impact the community. So any coach who's listening, we just had Chris Horner on from Casarillo High School, and he, they did all of that work to raise money for Paradise High School mm -hmm. when that you know all of those homes had been lost in the wildfires. And we feel like it's a huge thing at Character Combine, but mm -hmm. I want to hear from your perspective when you actually did it you know, through a, a minor league organization in the greater Sacramento. Yeah, Professional sports organization. Yeah. They, they came to me and they said, Tony, you, know, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do with this. How are you going to go about it? I said, well, I think schools are, are – instrumental right. uh, children kind of the Pied Piper you get the kids here the parents are gonna come here the the community is gonna believe in it and so forth and so I went to General Davies with the mm -hmm. San Juan Unified School District and I didn't want to just do it in San Juan but that's who I talked to sure. and so we took this program to Elk Grove to Twin Rivers to you know all of the school districts went up 
and down the valley. But when I talked to him, uh, General said, and I had known him uh, for a number of years uh, because I had taught in the San Juan district, uh, General said, Tony, if you're just going to come in here just to promote your team, we're not interested. Sure. But if you can help us graduate kids, we'll listen to you. So I went back and created that AAA program, Attitude, Attendance, and Academics, all based on the fact that we were a AAA team. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of made those things up. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh, we wanted to record, reward kids for a positive attitude, uh, for um, academic excellence, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a showing up every day, being the Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> sure. of their school. Right. All right? And so we went and did assemblies for nothing mm-hmm. uh, at these schools and rewarded kids, and not just the kid, but the family, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So to get that reinforcement from home. Um, and then the schools then bought tickets to come to AAA days. We would have three or four a year, and we would pack it. There's 14,614 uh, seats in that stadium. I would have seven to 8,000 who would come there during a day wow. game wow. with elementary schools, uh, intermediate and high schools, mm-hmm. uh, who we did a AAA uh, assembly in the beginning. It was all tied around those. It was a reward for those students who uh, changed their attitude, changed their academic grades. You know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. from a C to a B or a D to a C, it didn't make any difference, right? Right. right. Um, and so we packed the place, which made the organization very, very happy. Uh, but it also helped graduate kids. Wow. And that was the that was the concept. That's what what it was all about. Um, we did a variety of other things uh, mm-hmm. as well in terms of community, uh, but that was the key. That was the the basis of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think wow. it's cool because we always talk to coaches about how coaches and athletes how they have a platform, and sports gives you a platform. So using a platform like that allows you to reach more kids if you are willing to use the platform in that way. And I I, I feel that uh, the and I. I talk to schools about this all the time, and I talk to youth groups, uh, youth uh, athletic groups and so forth about it, cheer, uh, football, um, you know, baseball and so forth. If the stadium's not full, invite them to be there, those feeder schools, because that's attainable. Let me give you an example. I mean, here we are at Capital Christian. Um, kids who want to come here or are thinking about coming here can play on those teams. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to make the Raiders or the 49ers or the Giants or, or even college teams, mm-hmm. but they can make these. That's attainable. Sure. And so if you have open seats, invite those kids, invite their families to come and listen to the band, listen to the spirit, listen to the positiveness, uh, listen to the, the holy bowl, mm-hmm. uh, basically is what you guys had uh, here a while back mm-hmm. um, so that they can see the positiveness that happens right. through sports, right? Yeah, the fun. I believe that every child who participates in sports or any activity uh, that they love, it's based on the romantic idea of that game. Yeah. And we need to keep, even though we teach skills and we strive to win, don't I? Don't get me wrong. I mean, I want to win. Yeah. Yeah. Every night when Jeopardy uh-huh. comes on TV, I want to beat my wife at Jeopardy, right? I'm as competitive as anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, with that said, 
uh, we, we want to keep that romance alive mm -hmm. while we're teaching skills. And at the same time, we want to keep fun in the game, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it, uh, Play 60? Ha are they the ones that have the young people that are talking about, I retired uh, from my sport at eight years old? Oh, I think oh. you're right. I think you're right. I think, I think it's Play 60. I think it's Play 60, yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah. And, and statistically, right. we know that there, with 40 million young people in America mm -hmm. who participate in youth and high school sports, almost 70% quit by the time they're 13 years old. Wow. Because it's yeah. not fun anymore. Right. So we got to keep that mm -hmm. in the game. As yeah. a coach, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. some of the greatest coaches that we could talk about yeah. keep that fun alive yeah. for their players. Yeah. Well, when we talked before, we started recording, but you know Mary yes. Jo yes. Drusdale, and she um, she made it a point, and I learned so much from her, from coaching with her, but she made it a point to like, okay, it's time. We have to, this practice needs to be fun. Right. So we would let them play a game, and yes. she would explain to them as well, like, hey, like we did this because we know that we work you girls hard <laughs> yes. every single day, and yes. we might yell at you, and we might like correct your, you know, you know your form and we do one-on-one -on -one, but this is why remember remember this is why you're playing the game yes like it's supposed to be fun right so she would make it a point um every season um at least a couple times throughout you know the season um we would stop and practice and just do something fun just to kind of lighten the mood mm -hmm. too. i just yeah i just did a workshop yeah. for uh, uh sac city unified school district flag football uh, elementary school and they have a tremendous amount of kids guys and girls that are participating participating in the program and one of their ultimate goals is to keep those kids in Sac City okay and so I, I was saying to them you need to track these kids whether they play football or not if they play softball if they play volleyball yeah. if they track and point out that they're mm -hmm. still having fun playing the game yeah. and as I was explaining to the coaches I said how much time I asked them how much focus time do your kids have Oh, Tony, it's not very long. You know, it's probably maybe eight, ten minutes. I said, so you're changing things every eight or ten minutes? Uh. <laughs> right, <laughs> I said, right. so if you want to keep them focused, right. you need to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that needs to be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than just send them on a run, right. make it a run that's fun. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? It's funny. <laughs> I heard a, I heard something this year. Um, I'm a teacher um, also. Yes, for, yes. And I, we, I told you this before we started recording. Um, so at one of our staff meetings, um, we found out that um, the gener the generation that we're teaching now, I teach high school, has an attention span of six seconds. <laughs> Is like, that or right? Or like eight seconds yes. or something like that. Wow. And that's great. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. Thinking of I, our generation, Josh and I are, are millennials, <laughs> and we're like, oh, I think ours is like 10. 15 seconds, 20, yeah. it's not that much more, but like eight seconds. If oh you listen God. to the podcast, you know it's probably about that yeah. long. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the professional level, the yeah. highest level in yep. any sport, doesn't make any difference what yeah. it is, the difference between the greats and those that are just coming along mm -hmm. is how long they can keep focused. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. if you're asking somebody to throw a fastball on the, uh, on the corner, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and they're looking in the stands and they see uh, mm -hmm. John Candy or whatever it happens to be, mm -hmm their focus is off. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. Right, absolutely. And these are skilled athletes. Mm -hmm. You're asking the same thing yeah. of high schoolers mm -hmm. or eighth graders or sixth graders. Right. Right. That's right. scary. 
<laughs> just yeah. working with high school kids, I'm like, that's scary. You have oh to, you just have to put it in perspective. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. At, like, at, at those young levels, it's it's all about the fun. And as you mm. continue to go up to the higher levels, then you start honing the, the skills mm -hmm. and you start getting more serious where you mm. really start pushing yourself even more. But early on, mm. you keep, have to keep, keep that passion alive. Keep the passion, keep yeah. the romance, keep the right. fun in it somehow. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. It's, and you look at like all these sports movies, it's, yeah. it's never, I mean, that you have the discipline side of it, but if yes. they were only focused on the discipline part of the sport, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a good movie, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's why you watch a movie like The Natural or The right. Sandlot or um, Remember or, the Titans. Remember, so like yeah. today is, you know the, today is mm -hmm. the anniversary of the, the, the film or the release of Remember the Titans. It that's is? Why, I guess why it, it came to my mind. Fun so fact I, of the day, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Presented by Tony. <laughs> but it, I mean, <laughs> that is really, that is really a good picture. Yeah, but it, but like I said, it's 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 not like they're not saying, hey, this is the X's and O's of the game. No, that's not oh. the that's not the part that we love watching. It's the the struggle and the triumph of the struggle and the how much joy they have playing the game. Exactly. And obviously, in that movie, there's a lot more to it. But um, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And I think yeah. I don't know. I, I, obviously, the character combine we we tend to gear the content more towards high school coaches and athletes, sure. but. Um, we never ever want to diminish the impact yeah. of youth coaches because right. I think that's where, right. like you said, that age range of what thirteen years old is when a lot of kids kids quit. quit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of when that that youth sport stops and you go into the high school or the more competitive level. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. that the importance of you know creating that passion inside your athletes at that young age is really important. So youth coaches are huge because of programs like Character, Character Combine, Positive Coaching Alliance, and we could mention several others. Sure. We're we're beating those odds now, right? And that's that's an important thing to keep in mind that uh, coaches and kids are being able to s keep that joy alive longer, mm -hmm. and you know hopefully we'll continue to to keep that uh, going yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Is there yeah. ever a chance? You know, I know the guest is never asked uh, allowed to ask a question. Is there oh, ever no. a chance? Oh, no, that's true. Is it's it, not, is not it, here. Is, yeah. is, is, is there ever a chance that uh, a live character combine would ever happen again um i don't know um that question is above my pay grade yes, yes. That decision, <laughs> yeah, but I, I understand i would say um the way i look at things is there's always a chance there's always a chance there's yeah. always a chance if so. we could find if we could find a sponsorship that would uh be willing to to make that available the all of the pieces are still there to make mm -hmm. that happen right Possibly, I couldn't. I couldn't speak for uh, Jason and right. Shireen, but right. um, and so when I say there's always a chance, that's based off of nothing other than my own personal hope. Right. But um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I would say there's always a chance, and I think you know, especially since doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, so Deb never had a chance to attend one of the character no. combines because yeah, we no. met um, after. I think the, the year after they decided not to mm -hmm. do it, but. Um, even through just doing this podcast, we've met a lot of coaches that we didn't have connection with prior to. Um, some coaches from right. Whitney High School, oh. one from the Bay Area, and so it's like, there's like, there's still a, uh, I think there's still a hunger for the message of right. character and competition. And, and this is a great add to all that mm -hmm. to keep it alive. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying you know dump this and do that. I, what I'm saying oh, no, we is we like this too much. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree because a character good addition, combine though. was once a year. Yes, mm -hmm. but this is all the time, mm -hmm. and so this is really, really good. It's a good uh, mix, uh, but I'd sure love to see it happen yeah. again. It's funny you say that because yeah. that's actually when I first brought this up to to Jay, mm -hmm. um, that was one of the things I said. I said, "Hey, I don't know if it will ever come back." The yeah. live character yeah. combat. I said, yeah. but um, I still. It's kind of twofold. I think coaches and athletes still need 
this kind of content. Yes. So I say that at the very least, if it's just content they can get every week, that's great. But and if it's also to uh, keep their appetite going until another live event comes, that'd be great too. And you, so have, yeah. you have no idea who's listening to this uh, mm -hmm. totally. I mean, right. there, there are individuals that are listening to your podcasts uh, they're being touched that never would have been touched by mm -hmm. a character combine necessarily. Yeah, that's right. It's, no, yeah. it's, it's really strange because we, the, the um, program we use to publish this podcast, it, it gives you a map of mm -hmm. the world and it shows you where it's being downloaded. And um, yeah, it's, it's in some different countries now. It's very strange, but it, it gives you, rather than asking coaches and athletes, hey, can you give right. up a half a Saturday to come here? Some right. of them, and you know this, some of right. them, a lot of them, uh, Coach Tupper, Coach right. Norman from uh, Laguna Creek, right. Tupper from Castle Roble, my coach. Right. Um, you have a bunch of people from people from Del Oro, Capital mm -hmm. Christian. They all came out, but then you had a lot of coaches that wouldn't come out. Right. And so yeah. this is very simple. It's like, hey, you can yeah. download a podcast. Well, it's free, and anyone from anywhere can listen to it. You don't have right. to go anywhere. It's like it, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's meant to. It's meant to be an addition to yeah. uh, hopefully one day. Um, fingers awesome. crossed. Yeah, awesome. fingers crossed. It would be a, it'd be a cool thing for sure, but uh, nothing yeah. in the works yet. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for taking you off in that. Uh, no, oh, oh, we do this all that the time. That was going to happen either way. And guests are yeah. allowed, more than welcome to ask us questions. Yes. And <laughs> they put us on the spot before. before. Yeah, yeah, they have. Someone, yeah. I forget who, someone put us on the spot. I forgot who it was. Someone. Maybe Michelle. Yeah. Dapper, and Michelle Dapper. Oh, she's on. great. Yeah. She's awesome. She's cool. She's yeah. awesome. That's okay. You, you, you went down a rabbit hole just like that. Just like us. <laughs> yeah. So you fit in well. You with fit us. in very well. Yeah. It's okay. Um, um, your, okay, so your um, philosophy, like when you're speaking, is, you know, I'm just looking at your website right now. Um, moral foundation of character and mm -hmm. your five uh, tool pillar attitude, respect, responsibility, caring, and truth. Mm -hmm. um, how did you, I mean, what led, you, what led you to come up with that and what led you to come up with those um, five important pillars? I think my coaches along the way, uh, the actual coaches I had in uh, uh, elementary school and then in high school helped me to, to understand those five pillars. Um, and I think the key to that is attitude. I mean, if you want to change the game, you need to change your attitude, mm -hmm. right? Yep. A change of attitude will change the game. And a lot of people say, well, hey, those are the cards I was dealt. Mm -hmm. uh, you can reshuffle the deck anytime you want to. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> I so, just, no, I'm very passionate about that because I, I have students that come from through all walks of life and right. athletes too, but right. I have kids who, I, I mean, I can't imagine their background. I know a little bit about them, but not mm -hmm. a ton. And they're, they are just smile on their face, and they just have such a good attitude still. And on the flip side, I have the same kid who's maybe gone through the same things, and is just totally, like, you know, down about life, doesn't want to do anything. So, and I'm like, what's the difference between why, what's stopping you from not being like this kid who's got a good attitude, you know, mm -hmm. on life? So any, anyway, I so liked hearing someone I, else say that. I, believe, I thought it was just me. I, I, like, I believe that what you say is what you see. And what you see is what you say. And if you talk negative, you're going to see negative. Um, I think Kevin has uh, the, the great line of uh, when my mind goes negative, my mouth goes positive. Yes, you know, and, that's Kevin. and you yep. need to turn that around. Yep. You need to be able to have that. Um, I, I, with all of my teams that I work with, whether they're uh, youth or, or uh, adult, doesn't make any difference. Uh, I use that, you know, and I have them repeat it back to me. And then at a certain point in time, when I see it, when I see the head uh, slump, when I see the face crunch up, when I see the body, uh, you know, right. go into a negative, yeah. I yell out, when my mind goes negative. And they turn around and they look at me and they go, my mouth goes positive. Mm. And it releases endorphins. Mm. 
and it changes your attitude, mm. right? Wow. Makes yeah. you, yeah, yeah, it's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you see players do it to other players because they care about them. Right. I think the one difference between this generation and previous generations, um, I was asked to go to, to Japan uh, and put on uh, workshops, eight workshops in Japan. And they have a culture. This came from the highest level, uh, one of the youth levels beneath it to, to make a change, a cultural change. And their, their culture is abuse. You know, it's based on that. And so the first uh, workshop I did, uh, one of the rugby coaches, who was kind of an alpha male, mm -hmm. he stood up and everybody else just kind of was quiet. And he says, how much abuse do you think we can give our kids? Oh, 35 years uh, worth of research in, in positive coaching uh, says none. <laughs> you know, and then he sat down for two hours and took notes. And at the end wow. of the eight days, uh, I was getting emails from him every day saying, hey, I've tried some of the things that you suggested, some of the tools you gave us, and I am seeing tremendous results from our kids, wow. which didn't surprise me, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. he got it, wow. right? And so I think, I think it's, it's important that we, when we talk to kids, mm -hmm. when we talk to young people about um, changes, uh, when we talk to them about uh, things that we would correct with them, we've got to do it in a different way. I need to come to you in practice, mm -hmm. not in a game. Right, oh yeah. I need to come to you personally in mm -hmm. practice because I don't know the bigger picture. I don't know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And ask you, you know, you had a great game this week, but the coaches and I were talking and there's a couple of things that we think we can add to your game to make it even greater. Mm -hmm. Is this a good time to talk to you? Mm, I like that approach. And then yeah. you can say yes or no based on things you're dealing with. Right. Right? Right. And if you say no, then I'm going to move on. Mm. And I think what you'll find is that that kid will hear some of the comments or see some of the positive things that are happening right. and then come back to you as a coach and go, hey, coach, I'm ready now. Yeah. What can make my game better? Yeah. I like that. It's almost like putting it's putting the you know ball in their court. It is making them you know instead of seeing it as something negative and something oh this is what you need to do to change and this is what you know you, you yeah it may, yeah we it don't. totally like or even myself like I'm putting myself in the athlete's shoes like yes. like I felt like you were my coach coming up to me and I'm like oh okay yeah you know it just kind of changes your mindset about it. A it bit. does and I think it gives you a, more of a growth mindset mm, yeah mm -hmm. as opposed to whoa the ceiling's here mm. I'm done. Now yeah. all I have to do is what coach just told me, yeah. and he's pleased, she's pleased, mm -hmm. and I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. We don't want that. We right. want them to continue to, right. to grow right. and to lift right. the players around them with them. Yeah. True? True, yeah. Well, and I like what you said earlier about how um, you know, just with the whole when your mind goes negative, oh, yeah. your mouth goes positive, and yeah. how it just, you know, then other players start to tell each other that because it's really easy for one player or a couple to be what we call, what I call energy suckers. Yes. We yeah. called that on our team. <laughs> it's <laughs> the truth. And so, like, and it brings everybody down, and it's like, I mean, I, you know, I know you're human and you're not just an athlete, you're a person. So things just come out and you're just not, you know, you don't really mean for them to sound a certain way. But we all, we don't, we'd always tell our girls, stop being an energy sucker. You're bringing everybody down. And, like and I think yeah. the important part of that, what you just said, mm -hmm. is that every person who comes into the room brings yeah. an energy. Mm -hmm. Some are positive, yeah. some are negative, some don't do anything, right. but it brings that energy in. Uh -huh. And that's yeah. what you want. And yeah. 
as a role model, as a coach, right. you need to show your players what you value. Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so they want to please you. Mm. They're going to bring that positive energy. They're not right. going to be afraid to do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that was always a big thing. With I, I got to ask you, too, because oh. uh, you, you're also a, a trainer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the whole thing about uh, endorphins being released mm -hmm. is that that's huge, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. I mean, you know, when you're physically training, but also there's something about emotionally, you know, flipping that switch and that chemistry. It is, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Something um, just to go back a little bit. Like I like how you how you approach the athlete because I think it also puts the responsibility on them. It, mm -hmm. it yeah. creates this idea of, hey, mm -hmm. you can go as high as you want to go. Right. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna force you to have this conversation right now. Right. I'm giving you the I'm giving the choice. Hey, mm -hmm. can we talk about this right now? We're oh, adults. No? Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. talk another time. But then it's yeah. up to you to say, hey, coach, I'm ready to have that conversation now. So it's it does kind of a subtle right. thing with their mindset. I think it's like okay. Coach is mm -hmm. here to push me, but coach can't do it for me. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, it's still my choice to become better and, and live with character and all that. <clears throat> and I don't care if you're five years old or if you're 20 years old. Yeah. Um, you want to do that with them. You want to have them. They have to know that you care, that yeah. you care about them, mm -hmm. that you have a love for them, uh, and that we're working together as a family, and I have a say. Mm -hmm. um, I learned early in, in my coaching career when my – oldest daughter who's now 43 or 44 i don't remember which i think <laughs> yeah. anyway she uh we'll say 43 we'll we'll say shoot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or 40 oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she uh she came and she said dad will you coach our our girls softball team and she was six seven years old blonde haired ponytail you know cute girls i was a varsity coach at la sierra high school and uh oh sure piece of cake no big deal right sure and uh, i had no idea what i was getting in, into uh, and learned a tremendous amount from that uh, and one of the things that i learned was that after every practice after every game i would go over every detail with her mm -hmm. and all i would see is the back of her head and that ponytail just bopping around yeah. right and i'm sure in her mind she was going already play the game dad don't want to hear it you know this <laughs> yeah. is not the time yeah. right yeah. and so she kind of set the bar mm -hmm. for the rest of the kids yeah. mm -hmm. and so when kids come up to me whether it's my own or or a player mm -hmm. they're all my kids sure i just only take some of them home right? <laughs> right and so when they would come to me and they would say coach how do you think i did i would never answer that question hmm. i would always ask them how do you think you did? That's good. And then yeah. listen to them. And right. I think that that's the thing that most coaches today, I think Mary Jo mm -hmm. would, would agree to this, yes. is that you got to listen to them. Oh. She says that like I, every day. Like she, she as that, coaches, yeah. when, with coaches meeting, she would say that to us, mm -hmm. like you just need to listen to them. So important yeah. to hear their perspective of what goes on. Yeah. Uh, it, it fills you in in a better way yeah. uh, to understand that team and its mindset and its chemistry. Uh, and some of the things that they'll tell you are just, you'll go, whoa, I didn't even, I didn't see that. You know, so you need to hear what they're saying too, instead oh, yeah. of absolutely. just controlling and directing them. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and um, we, um, well, I think we've talked about character a lot already here, but so mm -hmm. what, 
character is something that we bring up because this is the Character Combine podcast. Yeah. So um, I think we all know how you feel about this, but it's we want to hear it from you. How important is character in single in most important and, thing? Yeah. It's you know, character is what you do when no yeah. one's looking. Yeah. Uh, my coach used to say that to me all the time in high school. Yeah. Uh, I would say character is what you do, and he would follow through when nobody's looking. And he was exactly right. Are you, if you're asked to do this, to run down and touch the line, are you going all the way down and touching the yes. line? Yes. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. there is no value in a ring. There is no value in a trophy. There is no value in the glory without the character, mm -hmm. right? Yep. If you have to cheat to win, yeah. winning at all cost is, is there, there's no value in that. Yeah. Yep. And who knows that? You know that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So I would yeah. think it's the single integrity and character are the mm -hmm. two single most important things that happen in participating in sports. Yeah. Absolutely. No, and we sports is that. basically, I would I, tell me if, if you see it differently, is a practice for life. Yeah, yes. I think we, we talk that about that almost, a lot. I probably think. almost every episode. Yeah, because yeah. the disciplines you learn on the field should translate to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, if I think if a coach is not using that platform correctly, the negative things you can learn on the field will also translate to life mm. as well. Uh, well, I mean, we, we're going to bring it up again for I think the third or fourth straight week, but Antonio Brown, yeah. we were talking a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I always feel like is as, you know, really talented athletes continue to climb up the ranks. Sometimes, a lot of times, unfortunately, I think there's exceptions made for those athletes on certain areas of life and then i think what happens is it develops this sense of invincibility and you can't touch me because i'm too talented i'm above and then you get to a point when you start adding money in, in, into it and fame and, uh, and all of that and then you end up with a situation like this where at some point the talent was made more important than the character and now you look at the situation he's in you know what i'm saying it's just, it's a huge snowball effect that's why teaching that at such a young age so important you know, it's it's important for everybody, but I think it's there's a certain um, almost like an even higher value for someone who mm. does have the talent to make it to the college level or the professional level because it's gonna they're gonna come at a crossroads at some point where the money and the fame is all gonna you know be swirling around. And something we talked about a little while ago, Jerry Manuel, mm. uh, one of the character combines when they had the best octagon, of, best of the best. One of my one of my favorite speakers ever, and something he said was, you have to make sure that your foundation of character is strong enough so each level of that house that you mm -hmm. build, it can withstand the pressure. Correct. So if you build a, a, a foundation for one story and you try to do two, three, four stories, it's going to come crumbling down. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's huge. Yeah. It's all it's all about character. That's why we I, do this. Yeah. I saw yeah. uh, one of the groups that I have done uh, workshops for are the. Rancho Cordova uh, Junior Lancers, football oh, yeah. and cheer. Yeah. And they play their games on Saturdays. And th th this is not a uh, powerhouse organization. This isn't Rancho Cordova that we knew in the 70s. Right. It's right? They're building. Yeah. They're, they are building and they're yeah. working so hard. And yeah. they have talented athletes mm -hmm. uh, that are from anywhere from, what, 6 to 13 years old. Right? Mm -hmm. On Sunday, on Sunday, they set up an event, a planned event, to ask their players and parents to come to the neighborhood where they practice and clean up the neighborhood. Wow, mm. I like that. How powerful is that? That is awesome. I'm sure That's you huge. could tell me uh, many things that Sheldon softball has done. Yeah. We could look at yeah. 
all kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, where uh, youth organizations have reached out uh, to a, a family, a player, a volunteer who's dealing with cancer mm -hmm. and right. done some amazing events, right? right. That's the kind of character uh, lesson that every great athlete needs to hear. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Right? Yep. Yeah. And there are those that, that do it. So, you know, they create their foundations and they work with uh, pediat pediatric cancer or whatever it happens to be, you know, mm -hmm. whatever their foundation's for. And I love that. I love that. But uh, then there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Right. That it's just about me. Right. Yeah. Right. That's which great. is great yeah. but you know it's like <laughs> at the end of the day you're just gonna have a bunch of these banners and trophies and <laughs> right. all right cool like right. what else what else is there but yeah yeah well we i keep bringing it up but we just had chris horner on not too long ago and mm. the stuff that they did for um paradise, paradise high school yeah. was incredible and then mm -hmm. even and then their head coach i believe um was dealing with some pretty serious yeah. health issues so mm -hmm. i think two fridays ago um they were taking donations they said hey if you come to this game Please bring a donation. We yeah. want to. Right. They're know, still doing stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're still doing stuff. So. But that's um, that's the lesson. Yeah. Is it, Absolutely. Isn't that the lesson? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Love for it. sure. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate you coming through. Sure. Uh, we want to be respectful of your time. Sure. Um, so, with all of our guests, we'd like to give them, you know, kind of this, the final say, final thought. So, anything you want to share? One final thing with all the coaches and athletes and, and parents who are listening to this. I think it's important that we all be pulling the rope in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I think that. Coaches need to have the opportunity to be double goal coaches. Mm -hmm. They need to, uh, they want to win, but they want to teach life lessons in that process. I think each of our athletes at, at any level need to be triple impact competitors. They want to make themselves better. They want to make their teammates better by filling emotional tanks. They want to honor the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we have a plan for that to happen. And the last part of it that I would urge, and I, I, you guys have seen it on TV, you've seen it in the community and so forth, parents have to understand that they're second goal parents, that they allow the coaches to coach, they allow the players to play. I, I played my games. I sat there and got a chance to watch my children play and uh, my grandchildren play. And now some of my children are still playing uh, hardball or they're playing softball or they're playing three-on-three three three basketball, and, and they send me texts. Josh, I never would have thought I would ever get a text in my life. My phone was on the wall, Josh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was in the middle of the family room. But now I get yeah. texts from my kids yeah. who will say, hey, Dad, will you come to my game? We're playing three-on-three three basketball over at mm. La Sierra. Will you come watch me play? That's huge. Um, and it doesn't matter what's on TV. It doesn't matter what I've got planned. I, I go and, and do that oh, because yeah. that's a gift yeah. mm -hmm. to be able that's to have great. that. Yeah. So I think as second goal parents, we need to reinforce those life lessons. We talked about things that we see on TV, that we see in the community, that we see in the news. We need to sit down with our kids at a meal mm -hmm. and talk about that and see what they think about it. It's not coming just from me, but right. to get feedback from them. Yeah. So second goal parents double goal coaches and then triple impact competitors if you have those three elements together you're all pulling the rope in the same direction and what might happen out of that amazing things amazing th and you might win yeah you might even win yeah. right that's true uh, a good kid, thing for sure kids want to be connected yeah kids want to learn skills 
uh, kids want to honor the game. And I think that, that, that that's uh, one of the most important things that we can do to change the culture of our community. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That was a great ending. Yep. You can drop the mic now. Drop the mic. Please <laughs> actually <laughs> don't drop the mic. But yeah, not, not these mics. Well, yeah. Um, where, where can they follow you on social media and all those website, all that stuff? Yeah, I have a Facebook. You know, I'm on Facebook um, as Tony Asaro. I'm on um, Instagram. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. Tony is, or Tony Asaro 14 okay. I think is what my Instagram thing is. I'm on mm -hmm. Twitter. Um, I would love to get more Twitter followers, but uh, it's kind of neat. I, I, Joshua, one of, the, one of my schools that I work with is called Community Outreach Academy. It's over there in yes. McClellan yeah. Air Force Base, mm -hmm. and there's 1,500 elementary school students in there, K through 6th grade. It's the biggest school in that area. 95% uh, Russian speaking. Mm. Oh, uh, English is a second language to them, okay. and oh. uh, I am followed by them all the time, which is really really cool. That's cool. So there is no place for me to hide in this community, yeah. nor <laughs> would I ever want to. Uh, yeah. But I, I think Twitter, Instagram, and then Facebook—all three of those would be. Right. Also, I have a thing called um, the Oak Tree of Life. Uh, in, on Facebook, yeah. mm -hmm. okay. uh, which is another way in which they can follow me if they want. Very okay. cool. Perfect. Awesome. Sounds good. And uh, then, where can they follow us? And then you guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Is that it? YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Actually, you'll, you have a. If you want to see Tony speak, oh, uh, yeah. we have some. Uh, in fact, I, I believe the clip that we posted a few years ago was the Oak. from from Character Combine. From Character Combine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, if you're interested in hearing Tony do his thing, um, head over to the Character Combine YouTube page and then yeah. just sort through all of it because there's a lot of videos there. But you'll find his, and I believe it. I believe it's the, the you going through the oak, oak tree. The oak tree. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, that I'm not a YouTube guy, but uh, I think that's great. You have <laughs> you're, you're, you're on there for sure. You're on there. I made the video, so yeah, you're definitely on there. <laughs> so Tony, man, thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thank you so. Thank much. you.